Welcome back. Welcome back. Take five with the boss. I'm here once again. Season three, episode two with one of my very good friends, Gary Weeks. He's a freelance commercial fine arts photographer and advocate. Are you there, Gary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. man. Good been, morning. Good morning to you, too. I've been waiting to have you on for a long time, but here we go. So tell us, where did it all start? The UK, as you can, guys can hear his accent. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I grew up uh, in the UK, born in London, grew up in England until I was 14. And at 14, my family emigrated to the States. And I spent the next 10 years living, thriving, working, learning the craft of photography in New York City. Wow. which began as part of a high school elective course. I always drew. I was always a good pen and ink artist. And I used to do album covers on the backs of people's, ja people's jackets, Levi jackets, which really? was the craze back then. I remember those days. I had one. <laughs> and so I never got into graffiti. I used my graffiti skills on jackets rather than on walls or on buildings. But I realized back then as a 16-year-old that I was good at copying, but I was not a good free thinking artist. And so when I got a chance to pick up a camera, the whole thing changed. And I never, I put down all the brushes and started picking up. Really? You found your passion? Rolls of film and I found that passion at 16, 17. Wow, that's cool, man. You never look back. Uh, no, no, it's been a, a gradual, gradual journey, mm -hmm. but a journey that I've enjoyed every step of the way. Yeah, I can imagine. He's our version, our uh, Fredersen version of Adris Elba, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Without the money. <laughs> well, it's not, never too late. You never know. He started late, too. <laughs> so tell us, you, you, you went to UK, and you studied in New York, and you ended up in Fredericton, and you've done a lot of very cool demonstrations here to support black people. Yeah. A few years ago, me and a colleague, Tandaway McCarthy, we were sitting in his front room and we understood that there was Emancipation Day uh, that was being officially declared in Canada, but there was no recognition of it in New Brunswick. So me, his mother, Dr. Mary Louise McCarthy Brandt, decided that we would put on a celebration in New Brunswick with only a sort of four week lead time. So we got some inc incredible people from the black community together. They all congregated in my house in my front room my daughter being one of them and we set out the the framework of what we were now into our third or we've just completed our third year for the emancipation celebration i remember i started i was there with you the first time you did it that's the first time i met you yeah you were taking pictures out front of the city hall there and the first year we it was very very quick and we found it to be a great celebration and a great success the second year the province got on board and partnered with us and so all of a sudden it went from a smaller celebration to a bigger celebration as part of the New Brunswick Day festivities. And again, it was, it was an incredible success. It was something that brought people out of the, the shadows, so yep. to speak. And, yep, exactly. and it brought a lot of people together. We started off with, steps, uh, with speeches on the steps of the City Hall. Then we did a memorial walk from City Hall to the legislature which then led to the celebration, which was on the green, just behind the Beaverbrook Art Gallery. And so all in all, it was fantastic the first year, incredible the second year, and even stronger the third year. So we're looking forward to it becoming larger and larger and building. 
Uh, capacity. Yeah. It will, and it will. I enjoy it every time. Everything you do, I'm always watching. I may not attend all these uh, things you do, the celebrations, but I'm always watching. I'm always promoting and telling people about you and what you're doing when they come in the shop. And uh, yeah, it's all good, man. I, and we appreciate you. No, we appreciate everything that you've done for the community. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been a fun seven years, and I got a lot of stuff planned too. So you were also recognized by CBC as a change maker. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I'm a photographer first and foremost. I advocate for the community. I'm, I guess, an activist in some degree. But the CBC Changemaker Award just came out of nowhere. We were nominated by prominent black figures in the provinces. And of the 20 that were chosen, it was five from each province. So five from New Brunswick, five from PEI, Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. And we've met uh, online. So this was just before the end of COVID. So we met online and... Uh, I nominated you too, by the way. You didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no <laughs> now <problem>. I'm shocked. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. No, but it's been great because... Of the five that were uh, nominated and received the award in New Brunswick, we were familiar with three of them. So Tandaway McCarthy was the colleague that I worked with or work alongside. So it was a coup for us two. There was uh, Clinton and then there was uh, two others out of uh, New Brunswick. I'm sorry, the names escape me right now. Well, it's okay. That, and they're doing it. That's a program they're going to do every year from what I'm hearing. So that'd be good. Yeah, it was the first one. And uh, we're glad that we were there to to start the whole project off. Get the ball rolling. There. And uh, hopefully great things will come of it. But more importantly, awareness. Awareness. And it allows us to do other things. That is correct. Uh, yeah, CBC has been very cool with me. They've interviewed me a few times over the years. So yeah, they're, they're a good outfit. Yeah, but yeah. The, the strange thing I was thinking about it the other day was that uh, when I received the CBC Changemaker Award, I was actually doing a job for CBC in uh, one of the uh, food banks, Haramokta Food Bank. So I'm there photographing people, looking after other people, and then I received this call out the blue. Mm -hmm. And it was such a surreal experience that I, I just wonder how these things work in the universe and how my place is in the universe when you're working for CBC, get a call from CBC to tell you about this Black Changemaker Award, which is the first of its kind. Yeah, that's that's the way it works, man. The universe works that way. But all good things and good things come back. So keep on doing what you're doing. Huh? And you did it, an exhibition on Queen Street or the gallery. Tell us a little bit about that. So that relationship started because now I'm represented by a gallery on Queen about three years ago. I went in there originally with Tandaway McCarthy and shot video of him reciting some of his poetry, his spoken word poetry. So we shot a video, and at the time I, I was relatively unknown, and I had spoken to the owner, uh, Nadia Corey, and she and just asked her, does she represent photographers? And at that time it was like, no, photographers are a very strange breed, and she doesn't have them really the, on her books. Hmm. So we walked away and went, okay, fine. But then we, we reconnected and she saw some of my work and then all of a sudden I'm now part of her group of uh, artists. And so the work was good enough to be represented by her. I was the first photographer in her five years of existence to 
be represented by her. Your talent won her over right away. I guess You're- talent and personality. Idris' yeah. personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, man. And so from that, it led to an exhibition at the Beaverbrook Art Gallery, along with this organization that we founded called the New Brunswick Black Artists Alliance. So it's, I started off with an exhibition at Nadia's at the Gallery on Queen and was seen by the Beaverbrook Art Gallery. And when we had meetings with the Beaverbrook Art Gallery on an unrelated issue, I mentioned to them that I had taken photographs of the Fredericton Boxing Club and I had images that I thought were worthy of an exhibition. And so I showed it to the curator, John LaRue. And next thing you know, I'm being invited to have an exhibition at the Beaverbrook Art Gallery, which is the world famous art gallery. And what made it even more special was that I was the first black solo artist to have a show there. So it, it's all been pretty much a whirlwind right now. That's so good, man. But at the same time, it shows that with perseverance and hard work and, you know, representing the community, you can progress. Exactly. You can. If you put the work in, it will happen. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's all right, man. And you, what else do you have? Do you have anything new as of yet? Uh, there was a magazine that you shot me for. Tell us a, a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah. So again, every all these opportunities... I've been around photography and I've been around <clears throat> taking pictures of people, pets, buildings, you name it, I've, I've, I've photographed it. And out of the blue, um, because of the strength of my exhibition, we established a connection with the Maritime Edit. And the Maritime Edit wanted to do an interview on me about my exhibition. And they used the writer, Tandaway McCarthy, in combination with myself and John LaRue, there was a sort of threefold thing, but he wrote an article on me about my exhibition for the Maritime Edit. And then next thing you know, we're being asked to take the pictures and provide the words to, to go with this. Wow. So we, we started off with a couple of local advocates, activists, um, professionals in the city. And now we've, we've built that up to a point where we get to pick and choose who will be the next person that we would like to feature. That's great. Man. So we, we've known of you, Rob, for <laughs> a long time, and we always wanted to find a vehicle that was good for you and your business. And it was the perfect opportunity to find time or make time to do the story on you. And I think it was a fantastic story with a fantastic poem that led the article. Yep. And the fact that you were 100% down for whatever. Yep. You had all of the uh, artistic freedom that you wanted. <laughs> exactly, and that's what we need, and that's what I always strive for. Because as a young photographer growing up, I always saw people being told how to take the, a picture. And I was on one location back in a, my early days of uh, assisting, and we were in uh, the, the Cayman Islands. And it was a wonderful learning opportunity because the photographer that was there was someone I, I'd never met before. But I was asked to be on the trip as a second assistant. So he's there, the art director's there, and the art director's telling him where to put the camera, where the, telling him to do everything except push the button. Mm. And just after two or three days of this, the photographer just went, F <laughs> he that. threw his hands in the air. <laughs> F that. I'm not a button pusher. If you want that, just do it yourself. And I, that struck a chord with me. Right. And so whenever I take my work, 
do my photography or shoot my pictures. Just leave me alone and let me do what I need to do. That's right. And uh, hopefully you will like it at the end of the day. But if you don't, I'll do it again for you. But there, there's very little chance of that happening because I've got an, a proven track record, a proven level of quality that without sounding braggadocious, I think it's, I enjoy right. what I do. That's right. You're a professional. Absolutely. It shows. It shows. I was, I was looking at your website before you came over and it's a statement that struck a chord with me. You said, happiness is finding beauty in the least obvious things. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Tell us, tell us, how'd you come up with that? I mean, what, what, well, uh, it's the whole thing about beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think there's too many times that we start looking at things that are stereotypically beautiful and assign that as the standard. So when it comes, comes to my photography, I decided that I'll look at everything. And so one of the shows that I did, um, this was at the Fredericton Library in 2017. It was called Automotive Detritus, or Detritus Automotive, sorry. And what that consisted of was just stuff that was found in my local mechanics. I, I used a mar and par mechanic shop garage to do all my car maintenance. And this garage has got a built-up layers upon layers of dust and dirt and oil. It was previously owned by their parents, and now it's owned by the son. And so I looked around there, and I found all that grease and grime to be beautiful. So I asked one day if I could set up a studio within the garage. So they're fixing cars in one bay. I'm there with my lights and equipment, cameras, trying not to get grease on anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm pulling things down. I'm grabbing engines. I'm getting their workers to pour oil over the wind, all over these engines that are on hoists that I'm using as subject. And then to fast forward, one of those pictures was purchased by the, the Beaverbrook Art Gallery, and it's now going to be part of their permanent collection. Really? See, you just never know. If so you, you see it, yeah. So you never know. And uh, I present, present my work in a slightly unique way, which sometimes helps the work to be sold or helps the work to be received in a certain way. But just finding beauty in, in oil and grease and nuts and bolts, I think, is important. It's very important, yeah. My most recent uh, exhibition was on insects. And finding beauty in insects, which are, to a lot of people, just known as cre creepy qualities or things that are nuisances. Finding beauty in those and, and presenting those in a certain way. And it's all of these things that uh, I like. I like, yeah, just that non-traditional beauty sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that traditional beauty is important. Yeah. But don't disregard beauty in everything because everything in its own way has some, some form of beauty. All right. When we did our shoot, I, I could feel the professionalism. You said to me an interesting take. Uh, you said, uh, what was it? The, we call it a vest, and you call it in the, in the UK, what do you call it? I was calling it a waistcoat. A I waistcoat. Think. I said, what in the, What are you talking about? Waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it, yeah. I sometimes think, am I going to see now? Because I say things, and I'll say things two or three times, and people look at me blank. That's like, why. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about. But I'm getting it. I'm slowly getting it. With I, I say, and I work with too many foreigners. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, all right. This has been great. Oh, man, this has been fun. It's been very informative, and we're all looking for your next uh, project, and I'll always promote you and 
let people know where you are. Can I mention our next project? Please do. So the next project is, uh, it's, uh, it's actually Tanaway McCarthy's project. It's called the Still Hair Project. And it's, uh, it's been made possible in part by a grant from uh, the Canada Council, which is a prestigious lending funding organization for artists. Once you get money from Canada Council, you're recognized as a, a nationally known artist. So uh, Tanaway received one of these such grants. I remember that, yeah. So um, he got me on board to photograph black families, generational black families from around the province. And so for the last two, three months, we've been photographing legacy black families, families that have been here for generations. And every experience has been an incredible one. Every experience from the very first experience where we went to Nova Scotia, we we uh, photographed the family, a New Brunswick family, but now living in Nova Scotia. And just driving up to their land was an experience which I am privileged to have shared. And now, because of the story, the narrative, the, the fact that Tarendaway is providing poetry, I'm providing words. We've got other black artists, Carrie Nash and Mer Dr. Mary McCarthy and Jeannie, who's doing our production. We are now in talks with the Beaverbrook Art Gallery. In fact, we've secured a date in 2025 to show that as part of a huge exhibition, which will create this joining together of all the families in one spot, in one place, at the opening of this exhibition. This exhibition will be up hopefully for three to four months and it will sort of shine a light saying that black families have been here and black families have been overlooked, but they have been thriving, they've uh, built, they've secured, they've done things to advance their families and, and to advance their livelihoods in this province. The historical documentation which we're going to be sharing with Everybody will prove that and highlight some of the indiscretions that were foisted upon them. And the poetry will illuminate and tie everything else together. So that project is a huge project for me as a photographer. But as a, a, a black person new to Canada, I've been here now for 17 years, it's an incredible project to be associated with. Well, I'm, I'm glad to, that you're doing it, I'm, and I'm happy to know you, my friend. I really am. Keep on, keep it on. Yeah, thank say. you. <laughs> yeah, you were, like you say, I look at you and see your achievement, and I'm, I'm very competitive. So you may not know us, but I am very competitive. But I see people, and I see what they have achieved, and say, well, if they can achieve it, let's try and uh, That's right. achieve it too. And so one, reach one, teach one, that sort of mentality Right. If I can inspire anyone to do anything better than what they're doing, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's a I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs that come in the shop and talk to me all the time. Well, how do I get started? I says, first you gotta find your passion. Yeah. Once yeah. you find your find your passion, be ready to work twelve, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. And be ready to enjoy every moment of it because hard That's work right. is hard work, but if you enjoy it, it doesn't feel so hard. That's right. That's it. That's it. All righty. Gary, I don't want to hold you, but this has been an amazing interview. I, I really appreciate it, and hopefully we can do it again. We can talk after your next project's finished, and maybe we can put something together, maybe a little 
after party, so to speak, at the shop, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, what's happening next is uh, in February, but for Black History Month, we've got an, an exhibition at the Gallery on Queen for the New Brunswick Black Artists Alliance. Okay. We're now in our fourth year doing that. We've got the Black Film Festival, which is us, New Brunswick Black Artists Alliance, partnering with the UNB. So this is now our second year. And uh, we've also doing talks of uh, black artists at the Beaverbrook. And so we're partnering with the Beaverbrook, Tanaway McCarthy and myself, to, to sh you know, shine a light on, on talent, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so all of these things, we, if we know that we've got a base here at the Royal Barbershop. You absolutely do. And then we will try and make it so that we come back here. And if not, we'll find another reason why we can come back here. <laughs> come get a hot shave and haircut. <laughs> exactly. <I've> done that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you can find Gary on all social media outlets, IG, Facebook. He even has a YouTube channel and his website, weeksphotography.com. All right. All right, Gary. So anything else before I let you go? Are we uh, all good? No, no, no. I'd like to say thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, like I say, everything becomes a very, very different when you're speaking to somebody that you like and admire. It's and, a lot easier, isn't it? And it is a lot easier. <laughs> right. And uh, I've noticed that because I've done interviews on CBC. I've done interviews with radio. And it gets a little easier, but it's not as easy as doing it around yeah. friends and family. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, man. I'll keep that in mind. All right. That's going to be it for this interview. And you guys know you can always reach out to me on IG as the Barbershop Boss or robbreach.ca, my website. And we'll be back next week with someone just as cool as Gary. Maybe. I doubt <laughs> it, but I'm going to try. They have to be Idris cool. <laughs> yeah, Idris Elder, our version. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.